Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key, an insider's look at MTV's newest reality show. I'm Brian Reese. I'm Elizabeth DeGenis. And I'm Wade Tatangelo. And we're going to talk about the third episode of the show. And you know what? Honestly, this is actually one of the best episodes for us because, you know, we're locals here in Sarasota, Siesta Key area. And they were at a bunch of different places. The cast went everywhere this time, all over the place. A lot of times not on Siesta Key. Mm -hmm. In fact, one place was just a block away from where we are right now, actually. You wouldn't know that from the exterior shot, but the interior did. (laughs) No, they're really good. They're really good about putting in those little, uh, like, what do you call that, Wade? Do you know? Like B-roll transition, Yeah, it's like a B-roll. They show the beach. Yeah, they show the beach and, like, streets on Siesta, Mm. and then they're in downtown Sarasota, but you wouldn't know. The master and the interior shots don't mix. Don't match. Which exactly. we can start out right with that. Wasn't that the first scene? So I, I don't know if that was the first scene, but I remember distinctly they showed Siesta Key Village and then they showed Social, which is a popular restaurant about two, three blocks from here. I thought they showed the new Daiquiri deck. My eyes aren't as good. I, thought I mean, they did probably do both. Right. No, yeah, the, they showed the new Daiquiri deck. This in, and they made no. that the establishing shot and then the interior is the Social. Yeah, but that, that was actually Siesta Village Daiquiri deck. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Siesta Village. So I'm just saying in the, yes. in the village. They showed the village. Right. And then they went to Social, which right. was totally misleading for anybody who lives here. Right. To the general public, they wouldn't care. Though any discerning viewer would have seen the word Daiquiri deck out there and then you get inside the social they could have at least switched out the glasses because glass said social but well, we that's, us, lo- that's almost us more being impor- goofy locals almost right. more importantly the waiter said welcome to social oh, see, I didn't hear <laughs> yeah. that I, I was too busy telling my wife I was like honey that's not and she's like yeah what why couldn't they if you're visiting Sarasota the social is a great pretty hit place in downtown Sarasota with good craft cocktails great happy food hour. a long time Good happy hour. The happy hour is incredible. They have a um, ten dollars pizza and drink special. They actually just discontinued that. Was Maggie and I were just oh, talking no. about that. Sorry. See, okay, so Wade crushes my dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, let me say one thing. What I did, what I did notice about the fact that they they feature all of these trendy restaurants, right? And so even we, when I'm watching, I'm not as good as as you guys are, but I try to put, play the game of where are they, and it's like. Maybe the reason why they pick all these places off of Siesta Key is because there just aren't enough cool places to function for all the one-on-ones they have on Siesta Key. Do you think? Uh, I disagree. I think they, they Siesta Key has on Ocean Boulevard. They've got some places they haven't tapped yet. I mean, I wouldn't knock Siesta Key. I mean, it is small. I mean, let's be honest. The, the right. strip is small, but yeah, most people uh, have we established before they call everything Siesta Key. I mean, there's probably ten bars, you know, that you could have. Uh, but nobody that lives on Siesta Key, I mean, you can't just stay on Siesta Key. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, there are great places to go in Siesta Key. They would run out of them, especially since, you know, this episode in particular is all about them just getting together, like, in groups of two or three mm-hmm. right. in various locations. You're going to run out of spots real quick if you have ten spots that you have to visit in a particular episode. Right, and uh, they got spaced over seven more episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> right, and other than Alex, it's unclear to me whether any of the cast lives in Siesta Key. 
I don't think they do. They haven't no, established it. So. Yeah. Brandon didn't well, he establish might that might no, be I think in he the lives, bay. I think he lives on the bay, but I don't. He might live on the key on the bay, but yeah. I'm not sure about that. So. Uh, Casey Key Fishhouse is doing the best as far as getting. Yeah. But the thing is, they don't always say it's Casey Key Fishhouse. In fact, do they ever say it is? They did at the beginning, I think. Although they yeah. might have still said Casey Key Tiki Bar or something that was not even right. Totally. But they seem to be benefiting the most. Yeah. Don't you say, Mark? Yeah, I totally agree. I think we should go through this episode yes. from sure. the beginning because there's so many places I want to make sure we mention. Okay. But also, I kind of want to talk about what's going on. Um, and the whole theme of this episode, Kelsey narrates in the beginning. Yes. And the whole theme is about her and Garrett and their troubled relationship. Because right. she's mean. As well as... <laughs> well, because he's, cause he's reserved. Sorry, go that, ahead. That's for, oh, we will argue well, about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, as well as <laughs> Chloe's reconciliation with oh my god uh, Amanda Huggins. I have I have, <laughs> I have a Amanda lot Bear of thoughts bottom. about that. Oh my god! Now I I have a lot of thoughts about Chloe, but I'll save them for later because sure. you know. Yeah, Brian, take us to chronologically because I don't have notes in front of me. Well, let's start. Let's mind. start with Kelsey. I was going to say okay. that we not not to take yeah, Brian's spot, but um, Brian actually had a theory last week that they were going to switch narrators every time. Mm-hmm. He was right, basically. Yeah. So I think that they are probably using every episode to kind of explore a new character. It'll be interesting once they get to somebody like Alex uh, how that's going to happen. Yeah. But you know, he doesn't have a lot of depth to him. But yeah, I thought Kelsey. I thought she was very natural as a narrator and as a as a um, and whoever, leader. Yeah, and whoever narrates, you definitely seems like the show's through their p- point yeah. of view. Yeah. So, I, I thought she's just terrible the way she treats Garrett. Yeah, and and, wow. the, and, and the, the way they use that as a metaphor is just very disturbing. That um, I've been all around the world, and so that means it's okay to. Uh, be an S or be what's what's the word slut? Can I can I say that? I mean, well, I mean, I don't think in don't, any way did they like you know indicate that she's a slut. So no, I, I, I don't I think felt, you can use that word. I think that <laughs> I I fully agree with Brian. There. I, I think it's it, it's slutty behavior or disrespectful behavior when your boyfriend's sitting right there and you're flirting with Alex. But more importantly is when she said when she teased him, and I hate people to tease like this. The tease were. Oh yeah, well, you should have seen. What, what was her term? Like you missed so much. Yeah, you, you missed. missed so much well, more. Let's, if I'm Garrett, right there, I'm leaving her. Let's leaving explain her like what, what the scene was. So I'm trying to remember. I think that the scene you're talking about. I mean, we're kind of skipping around a bit. Yeah, it's fine. So the scene you're talking about is after they go, Alex invites Kelsey and Garrett. Amanda and Brandon and I think some other people. Oh, Polly. How could we forget Polly? Pudgy yeah. Polly. Uh, and a few other random, random people. I will say, speaking of Pudgy Brian's Pauly. point, I did notice that Polly was... Pudge on him. He's, Polly I mean, had the least like, beach body. Really. Like he is... Yeah, he doesn't have a Garrett body or even an Alex body, but yeah. you know, he's, he's normal. He's a Pudgy he's for a dad, 25. He's a dad bod. He's a dad bod yeah. 25 yeah, year old. Yeah, he should like be like 30 when you get that kind of Pudge. But hey. But some girls like that, you know. Yeah. Totally it's some true. girls would consider that their favorite things, if you will. You, I mean, I'm married. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, <laughs> Brian and I pull it off. <laughs> we have good-looking wives. We, we, You're also that. not 25, no, but, you know, not. it doesn't – that's <laughs> that beside the true. point. Uh, so I think that they go on this boat, and I wouldn't even say that Kelsey and Alex were really flirting, but they spent some time together. She was driving the boat or something like that. Yeah. And afterwards – He did, he did his caveman – uh, uh, you want, you want to drive my boat? <laughs> and somehow that was attractive to Kelsey. But, um, so then afterwards, Kelsey and Garrett have a date, and he says, or either implies or she implies that he was upset by it. 
Um, well, she baits him. I guess when I say her slutty behavior, her slutty attitude toward him after she did nothing wrong, obviously, by right, by right. you know accepting an invitation to drive the guys. But what irked me from a, a strictly my own caveman perspective is you're, you're just like taunting this poor boy, yeah, who well, did nothing wrong, was cool on the boat. Like I could see if he was a jerk, like you know, and Garrett, he, Garrett is never a jerk, never, huh? Yeah. And she just messes with him. You know, like here's the thing about being on the boat is that it's like instead of flirting with Alex and Alex flirting with her, it's like they had the most complicated and slightly sexual game of I'm not touching you. Like all the camera angles and everything, like she would move her arm and then like brush her hair and like just right next to Alex, but not quite. She would kind of lean her head almost as if she's going to put it on his shoulder. But no, she doesn't do that. Like they're they're separated by like an inch the entire time. And, you right. know, it's excellent point there is. Did you notice the meticulous camera work? And I know I'm kind oh, of yeah. a film geek here, but. Oh, my God. If you had any doubt about the staging of the show, from the sun coming down, setting through between Amanda's legs, to was, the I way, was. like Brian said, how <laughs> they show them just not touch. Guys, these are cameras that are never farther than four feet away. So any realism, like the boat scene was it was hilarious. I mean, it looked like a, a, a video, an MTV right. video. Well, that's the thing. And can I just say that like that was one of the things that's most frustrating to me is honestly, I want to say specifically Amanda's butt, but I'll just say butts in general. Because, like, this show has a habit of the B-roll of the people just happens to be, like, the woman, the female character's butt. Yes. Yeah, and that's I, I very, it's I, that's, as, a, as a woman, that's kind of frustrating. I mean, mm-hmm. I think as a person, but, you know. I mean, there are the, I mean, there is the occasional showing off of male bodies as well. No, and you're but, right. And you're right. But no but, butts. You don't get but any yeah, butts. Yeah, you don't get any butts. <laughs> she, she, I want equal butts I for all, okay? Equal, equal butts if for all. If the man's going to show her butt, yeah. Episode. Yeah. But that's, I mean, there was even a scene where it was, like, Kelsey's butt in shorts. But still, very much her butt. You know what I mean, right? So, yeah. Well, you know, let's let's jump back. Well, you know, we're already on the Garrett Kelsey thing. Yeah. I just have to say that why is Garrett on this show? <laughs> Honestly, because he's nice and normal. I don't know how smart he is. It's very difficult to tell. In the <laughs> of time he's on this. he's, well, he's starting his own that. training business. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not Please. saying. No, I'm, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, he could be super smart. I really I have no idea. He could be. But you know, the whole thing about the final scene with Kelsey and Garrett just killed me oh because you know she's like I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna mm. by the way they were in Bayfront Park which mm-hmm. is right, right on the bay by uh, right off downtown Sarasota yeah yeah beautiful park if you come visit totally around there probably don't have this conversation with your boyfriend or girlfriend but <laughs> so I so she's like would you worry if I go and travel and uh, model in <laughs> in exotic foreign lands <laughs> And he, he's like, well, you know, I, of course I would worry. I think anyone would worry, but we'll talk about it like adults. And then that's what makes her start to like question their relationship. Right. He said right. the most mature thing. Yeah. Like, right. He said whatever like, what, husband would. Like, what was the right answer there? Like, no, I wouldn't yeah. care. Go. Like, and go sleep with a couple of those Italians. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what was yeah. he supposed to right. say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was rough, particularly since I like Garrett. I mean, he's sweet and he's nice to the point where she starts to get upset I mean, and starts to cry a little bit, and he yeah. actually comforts her. Like, I'm sorry you're feeling upset because of something totally reasonable that I said. I don't know, but he's it, so nice to her. And let's be honest, is their relationship the most manufactured? I mean, I, I, I have a feeling that they have. They're well, both beautiful, so it's manufactured in that way. And that's a, I still don't think I don't think Kelsey. I've yet to Google and confirm her modeling experience. I don't think she's. She got ha- the I did. I did watch but that's anyway. I did watch a little video of her like 
model talking about how she was a model so she's definitely modeled somewhere but i don't know how much yeah, and, and uh, yeah. also i mean yes it is the most manufactured relationship because it is the only relationship on that <laughs> that's show. true we the have actual, I mean, there's no i mean yeah. juliet and alex have a relationship i haven't seen it that's like, true i mean that's there's true. no I, there's has been put under the, yeah, the closest thing we have to a, a microscope on this show yeah oh the other thing that upset me speaking of um kelsey and garrett but not Garrett is when Kelsey and Chloe get brunch. I believe at Station Four Hundred, right when they're drinking the mimosas. Uh, Chloe has oh, a like, orange mimosa. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Was I could Station not place, 400? I could place well, we, that, we, but we I think took, you're right. We thought about it for a while, but with the gates out front, like the way Station Four Hundred has it, and then they do like different flavor mimosas because, mm-hmm. of course, that I do know. I mean, lots of places do, but they but, do. They're like yeah. known. I no, I, I think I think you I'm might be right sure. with the the the. But there's the a place on the circle kind of like that too. Anyway, yeah. Well, either way, it's it's let's just say for now it was somewhere, but they're eating and. Remember, Kelsey and Chloe work together, so they actually could have a friendship. That would mm-hmm. make sense. And Kelsey says, oh, you know, Garrett gave me that really cute jar full of, like, 365 right. things to look at, like, memories or, like, I love you. And they both, like, laugh about it. Like Just completely mocked him. It's yeah. so mean. It's like, I don't know what actual girl, if she loved her boyfriend at all, would feel that way. And she's telling Garrett to trust him. Meanwhile, she's telling the audience how she's been texting with Alex. Right. Like, Come on. I mean, let let me back up. If I'm 22 dating somebody and they're texting another guy, I'm I'm out. Like, I'm. Wade Wade runs at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, I'm like, this, I'm not going to be putting this in. Well, I mean, honestly, you're no Garrett. No, no, I'm, I'm not. But I promise, at 22, I was not gonna. I'd be like, you know what? You go hang out with these people. Well, that, that's the thing. Especially if I was Garrett, <laughs> I'd be like, line them up. And she never. Here. And that's the thing that always surprises me is she never says to Garrett like. I really like you. Or like you're the one right. I like. She's just yeah. like, don't worry, Alex could get any other girl, right. so you don't have to worry he's about a player. me. She keeps telling right. him he's a player. Well, because that's what every man wants to hear. Right. Hey, honey, just go hang out with him. He's a player. <laughs> I, I have to say that one of the times uh, that Garrett kind of breaks his super sweet um, kind of persona right. is when they had gone paddleboarding and they're she's and Kelsey's kind of baiting him about being jealous, right? And he's and she's like, well, you know. Alex could get any guy, any any woman he wants in in Florida or whatever. Yeah, in, and Garrett, in all Florida. Yeah, yeah. My wife thought it was hilarious. And Garrett says, "Well, he's got a lot of money." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was a nice nice comeback. A caddy, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah, except for the fact that then she goes, "Oh, you captured me from St. Louis," and I was like, "Let's not talk about people that way." Yeah. But, all right. Let's talk about Chloe. And her situation with Amanda. Okay. Crazy Chloe. First of all, Juliet apparently had her wisdom teeth out, which is great planning. You get your wisdom teeth out in the middle of filming the show. But, <laughs> but, okay. but there was no discernible puffiness, though. Did yeah. I miss that? It's makeup. Yeah. I don't even know if she actually know. got them out or not. Oh. Well, the yeah. fact that that was even a subplot, I was like, why? But this is the thing that frustrated me. Juliet got her wisdom teeth out. Chloe was punched in the face, theoretically, and had a nose job because of it. And yet Juliet was the bigger story. Juliet's wisdom teeth? Yeah, it wasn't a big story. Well, but they meet, and Chloe says, oh, how are you feeling, Juliet? How are the wisdom teeth? And I like how she goes, and I'm on a Percocet. And then they just move on. She's like, I'm on a Percocet. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I was on a Percocet watching the show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
So basically, the whole episode is Chloe gets mm. together with her mom at uh, social. social, yeah, and she orders a cocktail, and her mom is drinking water apparently or vodka, and uh, her mom confronts her about her anger issues, yes. and it's like an intervention. I mean, I swear, mm-hmm. it is totally like an intervention, and like any intervention, Chloe stalks away. Well, here's my problem with the whole Chloe storyline is that they haven't proven it at all and that I actually think it could be interesting if they'd shown us like multiple examples of Chloe's like aggressive behavior and then you get this whole thing where everyone's like go to therapy get help but all they showed us was that she said to her friend I like this guy why are you flirting with him then she gets punched and all of a sudden it's like crazy Chloe right and here's the funny thing is is like finally the super nervous therapist lady who you could tell is like all right fine turn the cameras on She's like, did you file assault charges? Like, hey, the last time I checked, I can call Brian anything in the world. But if he punches me, it's assault. Like, and, right. and finally somebody was like, that's not normal. Like, they didn't set up Chloe being a nut job enough. And they still right. are grappling with that, in my well, opinion. Well, and let's also, let's also realize that Chloe being a nut job is, like, the only drama in this actual show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, that and Alex being kind of a jerk. Um, so the fact that they're solving Chloe's uh, issues in episode three, I don't know what that bodes for the rest of the season. Because I, I was looking forward to Chloe being a nut job as much as right. possible. They need right. to make her crazier yeah. to, right. to keep my interest. And they got to get pudgy Polly doing anything other than just giving the sage-like advice. That's the thing. Polly actually has potential to be an interesting character, but he keeps messing that up with his weird, you know, life phrases. Yeah, yeah well, about I mean, arrows. You know, the sun's going down. It's got to be five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it literally is eight o'clock, Polly. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did he say on this one? I think I let's see. It was like. Well, they used Polly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you in, have a good an one? arrow? I think he said to Chloe, "An arrow has to go back before it can go forward." <laughs> you know what? At least that one. <laughs> he got a pro. At least that one makes sense. Right. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> That's so good. Polly's pearls. <laughs> well, they also used Polly to throw in the, the zinger at the end, the clip. Yeah. That, that Alex slept with Amanda. Oh, we're going to go there already? Oh yeah. How much time's left? Okay, that was actually my favorite, though, because it does remind me of like when you're just like hanging out with a friend, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, did you know your ex-boyfriend like you know hooked up with my friend? And they're like, but you don't care, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is fine. Oh, and, and give me details. Give me details. Ah, uh, no. We should. Let's, <laughs> let's just put that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had the, the, the cat who just ate the canary grin. Like He was just waiting for the producers to go, okay, now. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guess what, Alex? Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we have to harken back for those who haven't been paying attention. Amanda and Chloe's one of their, I thought, more bonding moments was when they, have you slept with Alex? No, I haven't slept with that. Well, that's what makes us special. We didn't sleep with Alex. Episode one. Right. I think uh, Amanda, which goes back to my theory, too, if a young if a person has ever entered the Gilligan's Bikini Contest, chances are she's a slut. (laughs) You know what? Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna hear. I thought your your point about them possibly being like professional dancers was interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just gonna tell you right now. You can moderate all comments uh, based on this episode because you kind of deserve it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, well, I I did think they set that up a little bit though because there was that scene when they were on the boat and then Amanda and Alex talk and he like puts his arm. Well, around he had his her. arm around her. Yeah. yeah, and that was kind of flirty. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, once they had that at the end of the episode, I didn't see it coming, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know. 
Well, let's talk about some more places that have that were in this episode. Sure. Um, the the reconciliation meeting with Amanda and uh, oh my Chloe God. And, and Juliet, who was absolutely no help. Right. That was Sarasota Tea House, which is right next, right yeah. a block away from here. She's on Percocet. Give her a break. <laughs> She's not puffy anymore, though. Also, I like that scene where she shows Alex the inside of her mouth. Like, what girlfriend would do that? Hey, can you see the hole after my wisdom teeth surgery? He's like, uh. <laughs> but let's let's talk about I think what we're all dying to get to, which is the C plot, which was the failures of Alex and Madison. Oh God! Oh, Al- Alex could get into Stetson. Alex has dyslexia though, so you know we have to feel bad. <laughs> right? They had to throw Don't that forget. in. Right when I'm like, we're all making fun. Well, you overcame dyslexia, and well, Dad's you know, like, good for him. No, that is. And you know what? Getting waitlisted at law school is not a terrible thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Or, I mean, other things might mean you're a bad person, but that does not <laughs> cause well, you to be a bad person. My question is: If it's the summer, why is he just now figuring out that he's waitlisted? But I suppose I'll just put a. You know, yeah, no, because it wasn't filmed the during timeline. the summer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, but I love when he's talking to his dad about it, and his dad is suggesting things that Alex should do, but he doesn't say you should do this and mm. you should do that. He said we, we should do, do this, we should do. Right. That. We will wait for him to say, you know, that money I was going to use to build the hotel in Siesta Key. Look, we'll just we'll, we'll build a wing on a Stetson and we'll get you in. Well, that's the thing. Like, how much how much concern can Alex actually have? His dad will get him in somewhere. Yeah. Well, his dad says it. He well, goes, there's other schools. Okay, 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 okay. You guys, especially you, Wade, today, are being <laughs> – you're being really rabble-rousing. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> yes, they have a lot of money. His dad could probably get him into law school. Doesn't mean that Alex, on his own, could not possibly get into law school himself. Right? We're not saying that, that – that one eight hundred, Mister one eight hundred, ask Gary. I'm sorry, Doctor one eight hundred, ask Gary. He's a chiropractor. Okay, Mister one eight hundred, ask Gary is going to buy his son into law school. I mean, that's not necessarily the case. So utter silence. <laughs> Everyone is quiet. <laughs> We're just looking like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So Madison also had her failures. Um, number one failure is going for a job that you're not qualified for. Oh, but, but that was one of my favorite interactions at all because that actually was really once again this show takes these things that could be potential to actually explore characters people understand going through like i'm out of college and looking for a job and it's scary and madison i think probably in her real life is actually a smart young woman but that's not clear from the show yeah no yeah it's funny because madison has struck me as the most level-headed you know the brightest one of the bunch by far right and though Two questions and one: Do you wear black nail polish to a job interview? That was Maggie said that last like, night too. We were like, even I, I'm a 39 year old man. I'm like, wait a second. You've never worn black nail polish to a job uh, interview. Never do a job interview. Yeah. Never do a job. And then it, 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 the fact that it's Gary's pal, right? right? Right. So either it's a you've already got a done deal, and this is why we keep talking about Gary Brian because he's all over the show, and it, so it's his buddy, and then. If they're such buddies, why didn't they have a talk beforehand? Like, why did they set her up to fail? Like, right, you know, right. Usually if it's a job where it's your daddy's buddy, right. you know ahead of time whether you're qualified or not. So it just Right, or at least they, they placate you for a little while right. because it's like, I'm friends with your friend, your boyfriend's dad or whatever. So um, that seems – I also like when she said, uh, well, you know, I have – I think it was mechanical engineer experience, and this is civil, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that seems like kind of a big difference, but, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, you're totally right, Wade. Like, if anything, the guy would be nicer to her in the interview. Yeah. He would tell her, we don't really have something for you, but, you know, I know some other engineers in the area. Right. Let me give you their names and such. I mean, that's how nepotism works. <laughs> right? So... But do you, do you, is black nail polish is acceptable to John? No, I'll t- no, and I'll tell you what else is really bizarre, that when he comes in there and she, he says to her, uh, you don't have a lot of experience, and she goes, you're right, I don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'll tell you, I never said that one in a job interview. So uh, Madison and Alex get together at one of my favorite places on Siesta Key. It's always been one of my favorite places. It's a little difficult to get to these days. It was a lot easier back when I was a kid. But they are sitting out on Point of Rocks on Siesta Key, right on the beach. Um, and it's if you go to the beach, the public beach, Siesta Key, then all you have to do is keep walking south, and you're going to get to Point of Rocks. It's, I don't know, a few houses down, basically, from uh, the Kampatha Cross Mansion. So it's a beautiful place. It's treacherous, so be careful when you go there. But it's great. What I, I, I'd never heard of it. I thought that it was interesting with the uh, rocky terrain. It's something for people not familiar with the area. It's rather distinctive. Yeah, it totally is because the beach at Siesta is it's famous for its sand, powdery, it's, sugary. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is. Right. If you run sugar through like granulated sugar through your fingers, that's exactly what the sand is like on Siesta Beach. And there's not a lot of dunes or rocks or anything like that. Just that one place, really. Kudos to the location scout. Sure. And in that scene, they had one of my favorite um, interactions, which probably I only noticed because I don't like it when men interrupt me on a date. Um, and she's say, what oh, in we're so, like, yeah, both, yeah. Well, both, yeah, both of us were just like, oh, what? gotta do it, gotta yeah. do it. I know you Sorry. wanted to so badly. I know, and I left I'm the pause sorry, there too. Continue. No, no, but specifically in a romantic setting. So, so literally, they're on this whatever they are, you know, in between dating, and she's just trying to tell him about her failed interview, and she goes, "I expected more of myself," and immediately goes, "I guarantee you did fine." So anyway, here are my career goals. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, this just reminds me of so many guys I've dated. I mean, great transition there because his career goals are as follows <laughs> listen i'm gonna I'm, you know fishing and boating uh as he said that shit costs money <laughs> so i'm gonna be a lawyer so i can afford to do the other stuff that i really want to do because nothing good comes easy but but and then what i love is he's what 22 and he goes and then i'll retire like i didn't even utter the word retire let alone think about it and probably way too late in my life but i was well trying to avoid 30. thinking about it now exactly yeah like, it's like a dirty word in my with my wife and i'm talking about it. yeah he goes and then i'll retire uh, that's 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 he great could just hours. retire now i'm sure i don't know why he's I, yeah. pretending so he's probably but, not going to be doing pro bono work for the legal aid society no you don't think um, nothing good comes easy brian whatever it takes i know i i mean because that, uh, that shit costs money because I thought Dr. Gary did Doctors Without Borders, too. Yeah, they could, they could team up for all their charity work. Yeah, oh sure. Oh, my God. I want to say, I think in this show we did meet, though, my new favorite character. Ooh. Um, hey. He may be a canine and not a person. <laughs> the pitbull? Uh, Zeus. Oh, oh my God. gosh. That dog was adorable. Yeah, I love pitbulls when they – yeah, uh, pitbulls, yes. He had a pitbull. It's exactly the kind of dog that I would expect. But it's, like a, it's a white – like, are most pitbulls that white? That dog oh, was yeah. so white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 that dog was cute. And then Garrett and who was that guy? Did they even say that Garrett was walking dogs with? No, oh, we didn't get it. Oh, I forgot about that. He didn't that. get his name mentioned. No. I was say 
this is how you know that what the show is like because the dogs literally get as much screen time as the people because they're almost as interesting. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, nice singer. That's true though, right? Oh. I, uh, I I guarantee my wife would have much rather watched that dog for the next twenty eight minutes. I would have watched that. And uh, that was about halfway. What halfway in? Probably. All I know is that we were pointing out that Julia did not know the dog's name, and we were like, "Unless that's a newly acquired dog, shouldn't right. you know your boyfriend?" And I feel like I've name. seen that dog in previous scenes, right? Like, because you, he's your boyfriend, right? Supposedly. Yeah. Or are they just dating? Has that been clear? Are oh, they? God, no. I don't know. No. I. I mean, I feel like ever since the first episode. They've shied away from it even. They occasionally like mention it and like last episode yeah. they did a little bit more. But in this episode there's no mention huh, of them when being they were talking together. I was wondering if I missed something. And they don't greet each other with affection. No. Right? I mean, no, they, yeah. they, they, they greet each other as like work acquaintances. Right. right. Well, that's oh, really what they are. so cute. What's his name? Right. Oh, that's great. And on the well, I'm going to go see some other people. Bye. Except for I've never yeah. asked work acquaintances to look inside my mouth and my wisdom teeth. Personally, personally. Or you've probably never asked somebody you've dated to do that either. So <laughs> I'll guarantee you both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you ask uh, siblings and parents to do. So, looking through some of the tweets, if we want to talk about some of the things people have tweeted about oh, the sure. show. Um, I will say most of it's about Kelsey and Garrett, and most people feel the way we do, which is that Garrett is a hero and an angel, and Kelsey has a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, someone take the shovel away from Kelsey so she stops digging for reasons to leave Garrett. I like that one. Nice. Uh, Kelsey be texting Alex over Garrett? Question mark. And then, you know, a funny gif. Uh, and... That's you know what that's audio that's podcast gold right there <laughs> and then a funny <laughs> and then a funny gif I couldn't think of another way to say. Yeah, reading, I, I want you to describe I want you to describe each second of that gif <laughs> okay okay then here's my personal favorite that yeah. doesn't need a gif sure sure um, if Kelsey has a problem with having a kind, thoughtful boyfriend, there are plenty of girls who would take him off her hands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a problem. No. Except he no. might have a problem finding one who is as deeply sensitive as he is. <laughs> who appreciates 365 cards. I just want to tell you, I'm changing my mind. I know I said this before, but I'm, I'm a changeable guy. I'm a Garrett man, not a Brandon man. Oh. Brandon didn't get any screen time this week, though. No. You can't yeah. ditch him. him. You can't ditch him yet. That. Yeah, I assume that at least he'd be macking on Amanda or something. But they've already ditched that storyline quickly <laughs> for the Amanda and Alex. Because every girl on the show has to like Alex. Yep. I wonder if that was in the contract. Uh, yeah, you got to wonder. <laughs> Hang on. Jesus said that. <laughs> Let's go back to what you just said, please. <laughs> Brian doesn't like this route of, of, of the thinking, but yeah. Uh, no, I'm say? well because let's think about let's think about all the girls on the show who've sure. been linked to Alex, who've been who, let's say not even linked, who yep. have literally hooked up with him according mm-hmm. to the show. Juliet, yep. Madison, right, Amanda. Okay, Kelsey's obviously interested in him in some capacity. Oh, Chloe's his best friend, but like there could be interest there too. Mm-hmm. So, are, am I talking? Did I leave out any other girls in the show? No, but I like what you said before, Paige. Uh, yeah, from the, moms. Yeah, the moms. <laughs> Paige, who's like fifteen, though, is she even like eighteen? Madison, I think I no think idea. she's older, but I mean, no I think idea. she's but, but age you asked, is it was it in his contract that he had to be a love interest? Like, I am starting to wonder, yeah, if the whole idea of him being a sex object, because there are guys at twenty two, like women aren't that. Uh, 
money hungry at, at that right. age, at least not in my experience. So I, I do wonder how much of this is manufactured. Like, did all of these women, you know, is, is he that great of a ladies' man? Are 22 year olds, and you know, I'm an old man, I can't relate, are they that impressed? by boats and houses. I know at a certain age, people start th- becoming more materialistic in their choices of dating. But in my ancient history, when you were 22, you strictly w- were still going by your hormones. Well, and especially because it's not like any of these people are seeking a committed relationship with him, which right. is not yeah, to, no, not that, to be, the the I was just going to say, like, not to be, you know, crass, but like, that's how you're going to benefit. Right. It's like, marry Alex, and you might actually get that. But Put a ring on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Juliet's hoping for. So I will say, though, on that point, it seems like they've established with Chloe and um, at least Kelsey, these are women who don't necessarily have a lot of money. So it might be that it's more appealing because they're coming from a background that's so different that to see, I just, mean. Just to hang out. It just is like exciting. The, the house. You know, to have, whereas if they all had, if they were all privy to that same lifestyle, they might feel like I already have this. So it's not as glamorous. Conflict. There's got to be more conflict. Yeah. And with yeah. Chloe getting good, I don't know. I, let's let's hope that she regrets. Well, you know, Paulie, they, they alluded to his juvenile past before. Maybe he's going to start acting up. Oh, that's true. There was I think uh, that there were scenes be. of somebody getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because we know that happened actually in real life. Yeah, I guess we can say that we said it before. So maybe that is where the the. I mean, I know I'm not the target demographic, but. You said this episode was better. What did you think? I mean, I, I felt it 15 minutes like I had been watching it for two hours. No, I, I don't know that I did. If I said the episode was better, I don't know that I meant it. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I think I think that what they've gotten better at each episode is being more natural. I feel yeah. that I don't find myself as often, and I'm just going to reiterate, as often, like, laughing out loud at the lines. Yeah. But I think that the plot lines got – I think MTV has done a really poor job of, like, producing this because, as Brian pointed out, the biggest dramas are, like – Alex and all the women which isn't believable because as we pointed out Alex is just not a believable Lothario type and then um, Chloe who they've already resolved right theoretically right yeah and you know I think some of the worst acting let's call it has been Madison and she was much more natural this time yeah Um, she didn't get a lot of screen time but she was much more natural Um, and Alex I mean I swear it's almost as if MTV is setting him up to be the bad guy which is so interesting. I mean, like, you know, yeah, he, 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 I mean, they had that whole thing last episode where he called Madison the bowing queen and all that. Bow queen. And yeah. then she, she, he apologized to her at the beginning of this episode, but it didn't sound sincere. No. no. And then when he finds out that he doesn't get, that he was on the wait list for Stetson, he's like, it doesn't make any sense. And he's like throwing a tantrum. Like, how could I not get into this? Well, and then when he's talking to Madison later, like you pointed out, he, it's like all about him. It's like, right. oh, I'm sorry, your inter- yeah, your interview went fine. Now listen to me. <laughs> Did he say something? And I was talking over because about Stetson when he said he didn't get into Stetson. Jimmy said that he said something about only rich kids get into universities or something. Did you guys hear this? Because I didn't hear it. But he made some comment. Nope. I don't. I didn't okay, hear that I did either. not hear anything along those lines. So nope. that would be. Interesting, but I think we would have heard about that because people yeah. would be so upset. I didn't so, hear you. Um, I mean, let's just go down his character traits. He's untrustworthy. He's privileged. Well, and yeah, nothing wrong being privileged. But yeah, no, he, I mean he. Um, but he's privileged in that way where he expects things to come to him because yes. of his privilege. Um, there's another word for that. And I, I know. I was going to say. Entitled. Entitled. That's it. Thank you. Entitled. Right. 
Um, I use that word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> About myself sometimes. No, I'm kidding. Right. And he cheats <laughs> on people. Alex? Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, I don't know. He seems like the bad guy of the show. But the funny thing is, is that I don't even know if his own dad is self-aware enough uh, as the executive producer. And maybe he's going to have his big comeuppance at the end, and, and that's going to yeah. be the arc. Humanize. I don't. Maybe, I don't they, think maybe so. Maybe they'll humanize him. Well, see, this is what, and that's what I thought in that scene where they talk about the dyslexia, and we've we've mentioned this before. That if they could make him vulnerable in some way, like show some struggle he's been through, or maybe he had a past relationship of a, someone who meant a lot to him, but it's like they can't do that. And so, if we could actually had a reason to like Alex, I think we could. But they won't give us one. Well, especially his siblings who are. And I don't want to get too into it, but his family has done a lot of good. And I'm wondering maybe if they're going to wait and play that angle. I just don't yeah. see any father would want to. You, know, you pay for a show that has your son playing kind of a despicable yeah yeah i mean and then of course the, the I mean, he's, he's not he's not bad enough to be despicable because then that would be more interesting right and then right and, the and we have to mention when they get on the boat what's the elephant on the boat i mean we're at least my mind they get on the boat and you're thinking about all the stuff that's happened on that oh, boat. oh yeah you know what's the, alleged, what's the shark on the boat is that what you're saying yeah the you know it's like was that yeah. where the hammered shark so you know you've got that outside of it and obviously they right. can't take a boat scene out it's his passion he's got a shark necklace sure. on but um, it, it's moves. interesting well you know what here's what could happen perhaps what would be the most brilliant thing that MTV could do and it seems unlikely is that by the end of this series 10 episodes we actually care about Alex in some way like like it's a it's a whole journey for him and the show's all about him and at the end we suddenly not suddenly but they manufactured this this fall from grace and then we suddenly care about Alex that would be he's gonna have to pull another cast member out of the jaws of a shark for that to happen but it will be interesting I I would love that I can almost guarantee you it won't happen but of course you know because the thing is that they do you have to keep in mind with MTV like all of the, there are no subtleties, right? I mean, right. they've hinted to everything that's going to happen, right. I imagine. And so, like, I think ultimately what will happen is that, like, maybe maybe he'll end up, maybe he'll fall in love. That's the only thing I could see happening is that he'll actually be maybe with Kelsey, you know. But if he did fall in love, we probably wouldn't know because <laughs> I'm not sure that his I'm not sure he can convey emotion other than annoyance. <laughs> he'll say, "I'm in love with you because I didn't call you bow queen at this party, and that's all you need to know." I'm in love with you because I haven't slept with anyone in the past two weeks. <laughs> Than you, <laughs> on a positive, uh, positive note, I do think the show's doing a great job of showing Sarasota to be beautiful. Yeah, to showing because that was one for people who aren't from here. That was one of the big concerns. The show right. was going to yeah. make the area look trashy. And look, do the kids behave in the best kind of way possible? No, but are they bad kids? I mean, yeah. let's let's back up. They're not bad kids. We give Alex a hard time because he's entitled. Right. But you know, and there are the alleged things he did off camera, and I don't want to get into that. But you know the characters that they're playing. The, these people—they're not bad people. These are—they're yeah. they're not despicable. You no. know, they might be like not the best, or they might be emotionally stunted or whatever. But they're just people. They're right. just kids. They're clueless to the real world a bit. Right. And the way they show Sarasota—you know—they're not showing anything. I mean, and I've given too hard a time to the bikini contest just because uh, it's. 
uh, something to poke fun at. But it's, right. you know, look, bikini contests go on every beach town there is. It's not, I mean, if that's the most. This skin- is Wade's apology, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> For all the women out there, I'm Wade I'm sorry I called Amanda a Yeah, that, that, that is my, my apology. I, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, the area looks beautiful. Like yeah. Yeah. Siesta, Venice, Sarasota, all the areas they visited, and they visited all, a lot of them. I mean, you know what? We live here. I drive over John Ringling Bridge out to St. Armand's Circle, and I have to actually try to remember to get a fresh perspective going over mm-hmm. that bridge. Because when I do, it's great. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. This place is beautiful. Like, Siesta Beach is beautiful gorgeous and we take it for granted because we live here but we live in a paradise that people pay a ton of money to come visit all the time right. and they the show does a good job of portraying that it's actually made me want to go out to siesta village yeah my wife not so much but me i'm like you know what it's been a while since we've gone out and just mm-hmm. had dinner at the cottage you know eating at the cottage yeah though I, I i will say it might be tough eating there and thinking of brandon talking to his mom oh my god in the way they did you know it. i have a friend that works there and i asked her i was like is that a real menu item the mumbai chicken and she was like yeah people get it all the time yeah. <laughs> so i'm as seen on up. tv yeah exactly <laughs> as seen by brandon well, what's going to happen next week? We have no idea. I will give you some hints because I did see the teaser, Ooh. and I assume you guys have not. Yeah, I guess taping it, we don't get the... The teaser. So, basically, it's not too exciting. They've teased to that. If you've seen any of the previews of them all wearing like ball gowns, almost like they're going to a 20s party. What? Oh, I they did had see some the of those teaser. In the promo yeah, like a Great Gatsby kind of yeah, party kind of at Alex's uh, so at the Compothecate's house. Right. So, I think he's going to have a party, and then I think Chloe's going to confront him in some capacity about Amanda, hooking up with Amanda, and then... There's some allusion to Kelsey and Alex, you know, getting together or having more extended flirtation. But here's one thing I noticed. Do you think the reason why they don't tend to go out as a friend group to bars is because they have so many underage kids in the group? Sure. Yeah. They they never do that. But they know. Yeah. But they never do those big party scenes. They never go out. It's always like at somebody's home. Yeah, but we know from inside information that there are scenes at places like the beach club and stuff like that okay, later so, on. So who knows? It's a lot easier to hold the cue cards in a private residence. Yeah. I mean, as we saw I mean, with... Really, they're coaching. And actually, I wish they would do more of that because at, at the party in episode one, there were some more natural stuff happening. There was some more actual real stuff happening at that party. Right. Because it was just a big chaotic scene. Right. It wasn't all staged and carefully lit in various places right so, yeah hopefully they do more of that that's a tip mtv that's some advice that's right but we'll find out next week when we watch siesta key on mtv and you'll find out all the inside information when you come back and listen to our podcast thanks a lot guys Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.